Welcome, citizen, to the Watchtower. My name is Gary. And my name is Ben, and we'll be your guides as you peruse the archives of the world's greatest superhero group, the Justice League. And we hope that you'll join us on today's adventure. Welcome to episode 38, A Better World, Part 2. The Flash tricks Batlord into releasing him, and the Justice League go to rescue Hawkgirl from alternate uh, Arkham Asylum, while the Justice Lords tighten their grip on our reality. Batlord rescues the Justice League from being taken prisoner, and sends them back to their world to confront the Justice Lords. Striking a bargain with Lex Luthor, the League take down the Justice Lords and nullify their powers. Lex gets a full pardon for his efforts, saying he's gonna be interested in politics. Ooh, it's kind of full circle in a weird way, and also, I've just gotta say, I'm glad this Batlord thing is catching on. I have to mentally check my, like, I was really <laughs> focused because I put Alt-Batman in all of it. Oh, yeah. And now I had to mentally rewrite it to, to fit the convention that you gave me. Well, thank you for uh, for the extra effort. You, Gary, you're worth it. <laughs> Gold star, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, we we had a really, we, we simmered it to a boil. That's not how simmering things work. We... We heated it, things to a boil at last episode and then just kind of left them there. Yeah. So Justice League is out of the picture. Mm-hmm. They're behind bars. Alternate reality Batman is keeping them under lock and key. Yep. They're due for a lobotomizing, as we'll soon find out. Yeah. How are they going to get out of this one? Because as will be expressed in this episode, the tone of it is how do you beat yourself without your limits? Right. And the secret pitch hitter is the fact that Flash is... Uh, a vulnerability token that's a term i just made up i i thought it worked okay yeah he it's a um so so batman is the one who has them all under lock and key and Uh it uh and therefore like batman alternate bat lord has has known all these people before Mm -hmm. however the flash has been out of the picture for a couple years yes so he probably hasn't had to design a strategy against him he hasn't focused any energy toward it and also Flash is just a lateral thinker. Yeah. You know, he, he Batman is a is a detective. Mm-hmm. He, he follows leads. He he uses clues to get to the next clue. It's very linear. Yes. It's a linear process. Yeah. The Flash is just way off the map. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, uh there there's a great line that just sort of, you know, foretells of everything to come, which is where Batman and Batlord are having a conversation and Batman says, "You've thought of everything." And Batlord's reply is just everything that you'll think of, which I'm like, that's good. We know exactly what's, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Cause like, this is a flash highlight episode. Like this is what, it really lets him shine it in does. a way that the actual flash highlight arcs did not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I like that Batlord tries to get chummy with the flash. Like I, I saw that as like working through some guilt. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's trying to explain to the flash that his sacrifice was not in vain like look at all the good we have done as a result of your dying mm-hmm. uh was, was sort of the way that i took it what do you think yeah i, I kind of got that that vibe as well i i wish we knew what happened to uh alternate reality flash but we just don't get that yeah i i don't know either um but i i like that it seems as though Batlord is trying to justify his actions to himself right by like trying to convince Flash that they're good actions. Yeah. Which plays really well into later his defection. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, but we, we see the Watchtower again. Yes. Militarized. Oh, yeah. 
They just put a bunch of cannons on it. <laughs> it looks like a Dr. Wily fortress now. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, I'd like to see Brainiac's space head coming at that. <laughs> oh, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> space planet head, whatever the hell it is. It's also very in line with their ideals. Like, the yep. authoritarian state is very proactive about security, mm-hmm. less so about freedoms. And how better to state that than to weaponize your fortress? Yes. Than to post a bunch of guards around the White House because you're afraid of getting overthrown. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's like certainly some measures of security are probably a good idea. Like, they had that computer virus on the watchtower that <laughs> Static Shock needed to clean up. Like, you could probably leave a, a guard or two. Right. Like, I don't think it... Needs to be totally without this, but this is a little overkill. Yeah, just a tad. Do you like uh, the way that uh, the Flash uh, kind of shows his chops? Yeah, I do. It, it, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, he's he's locked up. His arms are tight. Yeah, or his arms are locked in place, and and uh, and so he kind of looks down, and it's like he's getting an idea, and it's not what he's usually thinking with when he looks down. He's thinking with his heart this time. <laughs> and uh, strongest muscle of all <laughs> and uh yeah so he essentially increases his heart rate so high that he flatlines and this sends batlord into a panic because he's lost two flash now not again <laughs> yeah. and uh this is so damn cool it is cool like this is so much better than vibrate my molecules through the chains which is what i thought he might do right yeah same here but uh, this is so much better than that. Because, like, first of all, we're not overpowering the Flash. The, the Flash needs to be able to be subdued in some way, mm-hmm. vibrate his molecules through the things. And he hasn't done that yet, so that'd be new for this continuity. Right. I know that he can do it because the Speed Force lets you do everything in, in you know, comics. But right. this Flash is just a fast man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, God, Making it look like flatlining so that Batman panics because he doesn't want to lose two flashes. It's so good. It is. It just is. It's the perfect. <laughs> it's the perfect answer to this problem. And then he does the um, trying every combination on the lock in quick succession. Yes, <laughs> I think that's also really cool. <laughs> yeah, and there's a great little line. I don't know if it's once. Well, Batman gives him the code, and and he's how'd you know that? And it's because Batman said it's because it's the code I use, which seems a little too revealing for our Batman. He probably gave him his fake code, like his code that he would use if he ever went evil. Oh yeah, there you go. Like he probably like given how Batman is, he, <laughs> this is probably a contingency code. I love the idea that since this is sort of a reverse world, that maybe it's the code in reverse that Batman would use. Oh, that's cute too. Um, but yeah, so Batman asks Flash. He was like how did you do that? And, or did you know you could do that? Or I didn't know you could do that. And flash says, I didn't know I could either, but I had to try something, you know? And it's like, that's That's so really good. That is really good character for him. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like we don't get a lot from him, but he, why, in what way is he a hero? Well, he's, he's, he is willing to pull it all on the line. Like he could have just gone into cardiac arrest. Like it wouldn't have been unreasonable given the way his physiology operates. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah, uh, Batman goes to try to talk to, fight Batlord. He says he has to do it alone. I didn't really understand why he needed to do it alone. Maybe he is playing this 3D chess kind of, I'm going to have to convince him to get on my side before this gets any worse. Yeah, yeah. And like everybody else, everybody else goes to Arkham, which is like, that's cool. Like they're like, "Ah, we can't find her in any of the medical hospitals. Like, well, that's because she's a criminal in this world. So they stuck her in Arkham. Right. It's really neat. And we get our, our, our viewing of 
Arkham Lord, and it's it's different. <laughs> it's so good. I love it. Yeah, it's bright. It's colorful. Uh, the Joker is the is the is the concierge. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we get we get led through a room with the Joker, and we get to see several uh, members from Batman's Rogues Gallery. We see uh, Arnold Wesker and Scarface, <laughs> and they're all lobotomized. Ding 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 ding. So we we're up to like fifty now. And I think I think that these ones can be ignored because they're like alt universe lobotomizations. I guess, yeah, I guess that's fair. But still, it's a lobotomization in a kids show. So it's. Yeah, and you can see like the little dots on the forehead to like show that oh, what happened to Doomsday happened to these guys. Like that's very good. Uh, that's very good passive or or uh, it's very good storytelling without dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like it's showing, not telling. And and in a lesser episode, it would have been my favorite moment. But I'm just going to say it now because we're talking about it. We see Wesker and he's lobotomized, and we see the Scarface dummy on his hand, and it is also lobotomized. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I saw that. I thought that only the dummy was lobotomized, which would have been even better. Maybe it was. I don't know. That's insane if that's true. Let's let's confirm this. I think that this is an important point of uh, articulation for our for our viewers to hear. I hope it is. It is only the dummy. <laughs> that's amazing. What what does that imply, Gary? <laughs> As, as a fan of that character, I know that it implies that Wesker does not believe that he has any, you know, like he's very split personality. He believes all of the evil comes from the dummy. So I guess lobotomizing the piece of wood also controls his mind state, which is wild. <laughs> That's so fucking weird. I love it. I'm so glad we took or you took the time to find that because that's it, I, it's important. It's it, important context. It is. I think. It is. Wow. Yeah. But but they're at the. um they're at the asylum. There's so many fun little details in this. Mm-hmm. Like um, the fact that there's a bunch of Superman robots, Super super Lord robots. Yeah. That's a thing that Superman does. He even says so, like, yeah, I have a few of these back home. <laughs> I, I remember reading Legion of Superhero comics, and he would have Superman bots lying around like Doom bots so that you could rec- retcon him dying. Wow. It was crazy. That's wild. There's um there's this really nice little detail. I love it whenever Flash is told to wait. <laughs> that's that's just so good. Like yes, and he like he just because like he's he can't be patient. Like he, <laughs> you know he he like just starts picking flowers or whatever. And there's like a big sign there being like do not please do not pick the flowers. Like he just can't not get in trouble if told to wait. I, I just love that. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's an he's a total child. Like I, I love his mentality in that way. You know, because that's something mm-hmm. that a kid would do who knows no better. But I, I love the the comedy in that scene where it's you see a sign back behind him, but as he's standing there smelling the rose, it kind of pans out and it's like, "Do not pick flowers." Yeah, and it's just like I don't know. I, I, it was actually kind of a bait and switch in a way that I didn't like because I thought that uh, he might be tr- running afoul of the law mm. and therefore he would get black bagged. Gotcha. Yeah, but uh, that did not happen. Like I think it was just kind of like unnecessary misdirection there but then i just like the idea that he gets into trouble when he's told to wait because he's a toddler in you know walmart right but it leads to poison ivy which is a really nice little moment yeah oh god so this actually is really important to talk about yes because like poison ivy being in arkham makes sense Mm -hmm. 
making her the fucking gardener of Arkham is so telling of what the Justice Lords are all about. Right. Because it's not merely preventative. Mm -hmm. Prison is about, or it should be about, reform. Right. It should be about reform. What it turns out to be about, in a lot of cases, is punishment. Yes. It's, It's punitive. Right. And this shows that not only are we going to erase Poison Ivy's identity, we're also going to make a mockery of it for our own amusement. For our own amusement and nothing else. There's no... I cannot fathom the reason that the Justice Lords would make Poison Ivy the gardener except to stick it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it gets them off. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking crazy that they did that. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. And and there's a, there's a great character moment for her. You know, she doesn't love any, you know, historically, she doesn't like for any plant to be abused or mistreated or whatever. But when Flash, you know, apologizes or he, he, once he gets his nose rubbed in the doo-doo that he picked the flowers, you know, he apologizes <laughs> to her and she says, it's okay. It doesn't really bother me anymore or something along those lines. And it's Diane Pershing delivering that beautiful Poison Ivy voice that she's done since the early 90s. And it's just like, this is good. It's, 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 it's pretty heavy. Yeah, it is. Like, uh. Like, uh, you know, I, I was getting a little lobotomy fatigued, but that brought me right back to it. <laughs> Uh, by, by the way, character highlight of today is Poison Ivy. No way. Yeah. I, I, I could have done like Superman, but in the Injustice universe, but that doesn't seem very reasonable. So <laughs> right. let's talk about Poison Ivy. Let's do it. Her civilian name is Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley, PhD. And uh, she's, uh, I think, a botanist, a biological botanist, uh, scientist, some, something in that vein. I don't know what the actual term is, but... Uh, She's, you know, botanical scientist. She loves plants. Uh, and she was created by Robert Kaniger and Sheldon Ma- Moldoff and uh, made her debut in Batman 181, June 1966. So she's a very long-running Rose Gallery participant with Batman, which means, of course, uh, that they did the nasty in the pasty, oh. as Fry would say. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, so, uh, you know, they are frequent romantic collaborators, or occasional, I should say. Mm -hmm. And um, also romantic collaborators with Harley Quinn, which you can learn more about in the (laughs) recent Harley Quinn cartoon. Right. So what I really like about her is that she's originally characterized as a supervillain, but they retconned it into eco-terrorist because, dog, all she's doing is trying to protect plants. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She's actually not a bad person fundamentally it's just that she runs afoul of the law right. for her zeal of protecting plant life and that's that's really well explored in the harley quinn cartoon mm. um she is also a, like her 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 first incarnation she's had a bunch of incarnations but i'm just going to point a couple of them out because i think they're interesting she is originally poisoned with ancient egyptian herbs and became immune to all herb, all poison and toxins in the process. That's one of her big powers is that she's immune to poisons. Yes, yeah. Uh, however, later on, it was retconned to where she was uh, either dosed by a, pro- a fellow professor who was doing experiments, or she is empowered by, and the, the capital letters here, the green, which is some sort of weird metaphysical dimension like elemental plane of forest or some shit. Huh that uh connects all plant life right and so from this she's able to telepathically and telekinetically manipulate all plant life over great distances and it also powers swamp thing wow okay weird right yeah 
Because <laughs> like it was a it, Alan Moore had a uh, a bit or um no Neil Gaiman had a big hand in um in creating a lot of the DC stuff. Mm-hmm. So he he roped in Swamp Thing uh, as a as as kind of a a, a Cosmere like joining of all these different continuities. Which okay, yeah, <laughs> why not? That's cool though. Um, she, uh, was recruited into Birds of Prey by Black Canary, and I'm sure she's had a bunch of other roles, but, uh, I think that Eco-Terrorist sums it up quite nicely. Yeah. Couple of her powers, in addition to being immune to poisons and telekinetically controlling plants, she can kill with a kiss. Yes. Much like the Mafia. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, uh, that, that's all I have for Poison Ivy. What's, what's your familiarity with her? I mean, um... I know her mostly from Batman, the animated series. I know her from the Batman and Robin Schumacher film where, you know, a lot of people don't like that movie, but I do. Um, I remember, I remember in the Batman, the animated series that she was a very frequent villainess. Yeah. yeah, Relatively frequent. Yes. And uh, she's, she always brought something interesting to the table because like, I feel like there are certain characters that are just hard to write for, and she would be one of them because she's not pure evil. She's no Two-Face, or I guess he's half evil technically, but, you know, she's no Joker. And um, I, I think that's what I like about Batman's rogues gallery so much is that they're all sympathetic villains, but she might be one of the most. Yeah, she has an actual cause. Yes. And it's a cause I agree with, so it... it- Definitely grays up that black and white morality that you sometimes look for in in comic books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that she is a wonderful addition to the rogues gallery, mm-hmm. and and she definitely has uh, her treatment as a eco terrorist has evolved through time. You know, she used to just be person is bad because she's you know running red lights or what whatever. <laughs> right. So, so toss her in the brig and she used to be just straight up villain. Now she is firmly in the anti-villain territory. Yes. Like, I I think it is more common that when Poison Ivy is doing something, the, the, the modern reaction is, oh, okay, what, what's the reason here? Yeah. Like, it's gotta be something to help plants. Right. And that is a reason that only the most insane would really be against. Right. No, I, I, I get it. Earth Day every day, baby. But that's awesome. So, yeah. I'm glad that you made her your highlight. I mean, it, it, it was either her or uh, Scarface and or the Ventriloquist, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I I did put the Ventriloquist down at first, and then I realized that it was dumb. Oh, you you hurt me when you say things like that. <laughs> I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, the, at the Arkham, how at at Arkham. Our Arkham Lord? Was that what you called it? <laughs> Some Something stupid, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of fun moments here. The soup robots, I think, are just very comical. Yeah. Like, the, the, the comically serious Superman robots. Like, uh, <laughs> violence will not be tolerated. Smash Superman's head into a pillar. <laughs> yes. Wonder Woman knocks one of them's head off, and it goes, thank you, as it's flying through the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's my episode highlight. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It got me so good. It's so funny. <laughs> Just the deadpan. Thank you, yeah. citizen. <laughs> oh my god. And like, nor will a bad attitude be tolerated. It's so 1984. I love how thick they're like drizzling the syrup on. <laughs> yes, sticking with the food themes, huh? I, I did. I do one earlier. Simmering. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'm making that requires simmering and 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 drizzling. Syrup. But, uh, but I'm I, I'm willing to try it. Flapjacks. Do flapjacks simmer? <laughs> you make them wrong. With you. Yeah, I was gonna. If say. You make them wrong. Everything simmers and drizzles. That is true. <laughs> I also like this one line where, uh, so Batman and uh, Batman Lord, that's a great yes kind of uh, little bit of cinematography there. Do you want to take us through it? Um, I, I don't think I can do it justice. Really, everyone should just pause this. If you haven't watched this, go on HBO Max or wherever <laughs> and just watch this sequence because it's incredible. But yeah, it's, it reminds me that- of like the Samurai Jack ninja versus samurai fight. Mm. Where like it's it's a um, it's a field of uh, what art art people would call chiaroscuro, uh, a balance of light and dark. Okay. So you know we'd have we have one Batman in the foreground, yes. maybe in front of his back computer. The other one in the background, maybe on the rafters, and the one who's in the frame is the one who's not talking. Mm-hmm. So none of them are opening their mouths, but we hear all of the dialogue, and it just cuts between the two. It is so cool. Incredible. I want to see this everywhere. <laughs> Incredible staging. And like, I don't know, uh, Batman playing mind games with himself is my new favorite thing. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. wow. It's just real. I like to think that Batman Lord gave up some of his ability to be conniving and manipulative when he lost his limiters. Like he just became a brute force kind of right. uh, superhero. So like he could beat our Batman in a fight, but he's not going to beat him in a battle of uh, battle of ideals right. in his mind palace. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that that's what happens here is like our Batman kind of gives up the game early, but it's just because he's got a bigger scheme at play. Right. So what 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 I think is really cool is he he drops the batarang when Batman Lord says, "What I'm doing is necessary. It will create a world in which no eight year old child ever has to watch his parents die in an alley." Mm-hmm. And then Batman says he gives up, which is so cool. Yeah. Playing that old card. It, it works every time. <laughs> My parents are dead. Worst movie theater experience ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but he gives up, presumably, mm-hmm. and we get treated to a little Batman riding uh, shotgun with Batman <laughs> moment. <laughs> As they pass, what is this restaurant? I- some very French restaurant, I assume. It's so French, yeah. It's a French restaurant where you can get a a, a decent meal for ten dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. What? And then you refuse to pay that. Yeah. What and, a douche. And then you get jailed, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's not great. Yeah, I was a little bit worried that that was going to turn out to be Alfred, like he had been relegated to just working at a low key French restaurant or something. I like the idea that Alfred would not have put up with Bat Lord. Oh, that's true. I, I like the feeling. I like the idea that he would have skipped town. Yeah. Or that like Catwoman would have put him up. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. In in the Batcave, they showed the costumes of Nightwing, yeah. Robin, Batgirl. So I was like, all these Night Lord, Bat Girl, Night Lord, Lord Girl, Lord Girl. <laughs> Night Lord is great. Night Lord. Lord Fighter Girl the day and Lord, yeah. uh, Robin Lord. You know, they all just pieced out. And Alfred Penny Lord just. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically this entire driving sequence is an opportunity for our Batman to expl- ex- explore the idea that like, this isn't good, man. Yeah. Like to, to just show him 
the failure of his ideals mm-hmm. not to tell him that like he's stopping at a red light and he's like what i'm supposed to be- obey the law right gotta enforce the small stuff right yeah yeah uh but we're, we're back at the arkham asylum lord now Ar- arkham asylum lord let's go arkham arkham asylum lord <laughs> golf clap thank you <laughs> uh, and there's this really tender moment where GL uh, gets Hawkgirl back. Yes, like it, it. The the comedy of the previous situation with the restaurant <laughs> slows down, and we're treated to just like a person walking into a loved one's hospital room and seeing that they're all like they're unconscious and they're covered in tubes. Like that's just so. It's so personal for this kind of setting. This is, and you can see the pain on his face. Yeah. Love it. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, relationship stuff between the two of them, which I hoped there would be, because I just mm-hmm. always hope there will be. But when it was there, it was really nice. Yeah. I mean, they, they did all that stuff with uh, what's, what's her face? Uh, person who got a short trip in DC Comics last time. Yes. I can't remember. Uh, the, 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 listen to the last arc. You remember. <laughs> so they already did a lot with GL and relationships. Yeah. But I, I like that they are at least paying it eye service mm-hmm. here catma and yeah cat catma there it is uh yeah and they're 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 just showing this just a very brief scene he doesn't say anything he just calmly picks her up and carries her out with this sad look on his face mm. Mwah. Love chef's it. kiss love it so uh old batman apparently is on their side now because he he comes into arkham asylum arkham asylum lord <laughs> And stops the police from arresting the Justice League and then sends them home. Yes. Yep. And it's a good it's a good standoff between Batlord and and the uh, uh, Gotham PD. You can tell how scared of God of of the Justice Lords Gotham PD is. Yeah. Yeah. They they don't want to they don't want to fuck around and find out. Nope. I wouldn't either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that they he sends them home mm-hmm. because he, he recognizes the folly of his ways, which is you know that happens a little fast. But of the group, I would say that Batman makes his most sense to be the conflicted one, right? And the idea that seeing Flash again kind of brought all this stuff back makes makes not nonsense. Yeah, and I think they gave enough cues all along that he was not totally with the Justice Lords. Like, he he had his reservations, and I don't think it was hard to push him out of those, so... Oh, yeah. The fact that he was trying to rationalize his previous actions to the Justice League, to Flash, the person whose death is possibly on his hands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love the fact that he is the one who ultimately uh, is the only one left in the timeline. Right. So he, he has to right. he basically has to reset everything. He has to make Gotham a dark and terrible place again. But yeah, that that's that kind of wraps up all the how do we get the Justice League back to their own reality? Yes. But there's also Justice Lords there now, mm-hmm. minus Batman and the Flash, and uh they don't have limits. Nope. They don't have restrictions. They will lobotomize you if you try to fight them head on. Yes. And I love I love this. I love this so much, Gary. <laughs> well, that makes two of All us. All of it. Yeah. It's 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 hard to put into words, but it's just so good. Let let's start with the actual fight. We'll yeah. we'll get back to the, the 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 twist right at the end. Right. But we got a fucking classic superhero alternate reality duplicate fight. Yep. This is what I wanted in Legends. Yeah, man. And it's it's good. It's very good. They start with the 
the double Jean Jones, both of them doing this weird serpent like acrobatic Cirque du Soleil routine in the sky. Yeah, that was the part that didn't work as well for me. A little too Genie Jafar, but yeah, it was very Genie Jafar. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but you know, it's still cool. Green I'm not... Lantern and Green Lord are fighting each other, yes. and Green Lord using the fucking he's using a like a like a an edged weapon, mm-hmm. which like guys. This is comic books. You use lasers, not guns, yep. and you use hammers, not swords. Right. Like this is this is easy, guys. <laughs> so the Justice Lords are firmly outside the box on that one. Yes. Batman, Batlord probably carries a gun. Oh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt Man, it. Man, think about it. Mm. I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man this is uh this is a good fight i i loved what what was your favorite of of all the characters fighting themselves uh gosh i do love uh i do love the i this isn't really characters fighting himself but i do love the flash beating up on superman mm. with uh by by chucking a bunch of rocks at him i just like the animation of him continuously picking up rubble and just like firing it at him right yeah, and and oh man, you can see the rock is like embedded in his skin and stuff. In the following sequence, it's like, ooh, yeah. He's, it turns out he's got an arm, <laughs> and he he actually like throws him for a loop. He knocks him for a loop. He throws him through like the warden's office or whatever. Like we hardly ever get to see Flash kick ass. Yeah, and he's kicking the ass of the guy who took down Doomsday right. last episode. <sighs> it's it's a it's, uh, it's a nice it's a nice little clap for him. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I love the fight. Uh, Diana versus Diana. I thought that was really good. Diana Lord. Diana Lord. I thank you. I Yes. I'm not following my own rules. Uh Princess of Them Lady Scara. <laughs> Diana Lady, I guess it would be. Diana Fuck. Lady. Uh uh Yeah, that that one's a good one. I I don't think I've ever seen Wonder Woman throw her tiara before yes. and I immediately was just doing like the sailor moon jingle in my head <laughs> Fighting evil by moonlight. <laughs> yeah whenever she put it back on her head though that really bothered me because i'm like that thing is perfectly round and she just sort of like <laughs> like pushes it through her head almost it, it looked like well and it just caromed off of an invulnerable form yeah like you just wanged the shit out of your duplicate like there's no way jewelry sustain I, I amazon technology yeah it's you know, far ma- more magic does shit yeah. like that all the time. Amazon technology is far more advanced than than even gorilla than technology. even gorilla technology. Yes, it's highly advanced highly. as we all know. <laughs> I I just re-listened to that episode the other day. <laughs> the, the the line gorilla technology is highly advanced still cracks me up. <laughs> what was, so so that was your favorite one the the Wonder Woman uh, fighting Wonder Woman thing. I, I think so, just because I really love uh, Diana Lord. The 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 that version of her just looks so cool. Everything she does, I can't the get enough of great. it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we get to a point where Super Lord is gonna choke the shit out of the Flash, yep. and the Flash is like, "You won't do it. Do it. You won't." Yeah. Hold me back, bro. Just baiting him. And uh, he would do it. He would. But luckily. From off screen, Superman shows up with a friend. <laughs> he brought Buddy. He brings Lex Luthor into the mix. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Like, there's so many tropes that go along with this that I fucking love. <laughs> 
and like is is forecast right like it's foreshadowed batman's like we're gonna need to be able to cross lines if we want to take these guys down superman's like i won't cross that line Mm -hmm. i won't kill anyone right he's like all right well what lines can we cross loophole and like yeah, Lex Luthor is a known quantity to them. Yep. It's the lesser of two evils as they see it. And Luthor doesn't want these guys here either because they'll put him down permanently. So, yep. like, it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, and he comes at him with a power-stealing ray, which feels very comic booky. It does. Yeah, what was it? Uh, power Disruptor. It permanently steals the superhero of their powers. It's so comic booky. Mm-hmm. I I don't feel like it was necessary like that feels just like a little bit out there for this world but i also don't know how else you resolve it really unless they put this superman into a a kryptonite lined cell and you know like they have to create something for each individual person i mean alternate batman is already on the job like he's it's true he can think through all of them so like i I don't know i feel like he could have uh, given them humane imprisonment yeah yeah i don't know but good old loophole X showing up. God, Lex is so excited. He's he's a kid on Christmas. <laughs> he is he he's getting paid mm-hmm. essentially to take the powers of the Justice League away. They keep, it's got to be his greatest wish. <laughs> yeah. He must be so he's so excited to fire a beam at Superman. He loves it. Yes, <laughs> I like to. I almost like to think that. Uh, when the Justice League came to him and is like, we need your help. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you get to fire a laser at people who look exactly like me. He's like, okay, I'm in. Who am me? Who am me? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, love it. And then uh, and then we get a almost Lex Luthor double cross. Super cool. Yeah, th- I think this little moment does so much to show us how lex thinks like yeah. he's he's a he's very run the numbers and do what is advan- advantageous to me yes and uh this is just this is good manipulative conniving lex stuff you, you know in the old stuff with amazo the robot and with uh injustice for all i feel like lex luther has been very a little brute force a little bit not subtle enough in his machinations but but this is this is good yeah he like he fakes, he does the pump fake to like, it'd be so fun just to remove Superman's powers while I'm at it. Right. And then he gives him the power disruptor and he's like, that's not part of the deal. Thus cementing him as the reasonable alternative to the Justice Lords and, you know, giving him the like the credibility such that when he does double cross later, it's going to work better. Yeah, yeah. Because in that situation, he's run the numbers. He doesn't get out of there like free no. if he does this no he does like it does not benefit him the calculus just doesn't play mm-hmm. so uh god it's a great moment because even if he stops everyone he can't take batman's powers away which is kind of a beautiful thing it and just like him not double crossing them it, it's contingent upon everybody getting out of this okay yeah like yeah if the deal isn't met then he doesn't get out of prison right you know right so yeah i like it a lot and and it's also kind of an ego thing. Like I can be anytime I want. I don't need this loophole mm-hmm. to do it. And, and like we talked about that, right? Lex doesn't want to beat Superman, you know, through through kind of an un, like a like a like a cheat. He like he wants to he wants to beat him straight up. Right, right. Like it, it is an ego thing for him. And this this seems probably like well, it was mostly the Justice Lords doing the work. Right. Yeah. So I just 
it, it all fits his character so damn well, and it's so damn satisfying to see... I, I don't know, man. Like, they do this a lot. Like, the villain hero team up to get rid of a greater threat, and I just... It's... It's cool! It's, it's almost <laughs> never not good. So, you know... I do kind of hope that this is the Lex Luthor swan song for this series. I hope he doesn't come back because I like the idea of just sort of leaving it open that he's getting into politics. And if, if he, and you know, maybe giving up super villainy behind until he has more power, which obviously with what, uh, with 14 episodes left, there's not a lot of time to get into more with him. So, right. Unless it's maybe a finale, I would believe that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, they did Vandal Savage for the last one, so it's got to be a big hitter, you know. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what it is. Mm-hmm. Don't be dark side. Don't be dark side. Don't be dark side. Oh, it's, uh, fingers crossed, man. <laughs> or Brainiac, equally bad. Right? Yeah. Wow, what an episode, man. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of an, an a little bit epilogue here. Okay, like this quiet moment between Flash and Superman. We don't get a lot of those. No, we don't. And I can't really think of the last time that Flash and Superman have shared dialogue aside from Flash, stop that bomb, or something along those lines. Unless it's action dialogue, yeah. yeah but this is like our good boy to good boy dialogue. Yeah. Like these are the shiny, you know, pennies in the uh, in the Justice League. Yep. You know, everybody else has some sort of grim dark about them. Um, maybe possible exception to Diana, but that's not really a uh, that's that's a little bit different. But these guys are like classic Silver Age good boys. Yep. You know, it's uh, so it's 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 a really good conversation that they're having, where it's like Superman confesses that he has felt that temptation to kill before and it's really hard not to embrace it because he knows it would solve a lot of problems but accepts that it would cause more than it would solve and it's just like I, I like that they're the ones having this talk yeah I do too it's it's really good and we do find out something though that I I really could have gone without knowing it it, it makes me a little sad uh, knowing this Boy Scout version of Superman as we keep referring to him he tells Flash, he reveals to him that he never even got his first merit badge, which is a little... <sighs> this is not my timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Hard reset. Hard they reset. brought the wrong oh God, Superman back. we gotta find back. another alternate dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Batlord, fire up the portal. <laughs> to the Boy Scout zone. Yeah, but it's... Uh, uh, that little nitpick aside, I am very pleased with this whole arc. I- I have I have a nit to pick, which is just this over the top American flag moment at the end. Oh, that! I I could have done without that. Agreed. Superman picking up a a, a standee of the of the American flag in the warden's office and setting it right, mm-hmm. as though he were returning liberty to the world. Yeah. Like I get it, I get it, dude. That's way too. That's way too. That's so unsubtle. I mean, I guess it's for kids, but god damn it. Yeah. It just stands out like a sore thumb. I would have rather have seen jump to Bat Lord and he's erecting a a flag in the alternate Gotham, you know, just to sort of say, like, we're resetting things. But if it has to be in there, I think that's the better place for it. I I could have gone with something a little bit more subtle, like uh, Superman's cape gets knocked off in the fight and he uh, ties it back on at the end of the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and make the alternate version Super Lord not have a cape. Like there, there's, I feel like more subtle ways to do the idea that we are um, that we're firmly in the good future now. Right, 
Right. Uh, and and I think the 1984 themes were pretty obvious through this arc. Like they've really hammered them home. Right. And not in a way that I dislike for the most part, excepting this this last little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but other than that, man, we got a duplicate fight. We got more lobotomies. Yep, a whole <laughs> we, lot. We got a whole lot of lobotomies, wouldn't you know? We got, uh, you know, uh, Doomsday showing up in a way that made sense. Mm-hmm. Worked very we well. We had some comedy. Flash got to shine a little bit. Uh, a lot of ties to Injustice. Mm. It's, it slaps. It's, I don't know. Like, this arc is great. It does slap. It's, it's one of the best. Uh, let's do favorite moment. Mine is Superman robot head calmly saying thanks when it gets chopped off. That is such a funny little <laughs> moment of uh, levity in in that bit. I agree 100%. This, this, this is such a hard episode to pick a highlight because, I mean, basically the whole episode, aside from the last two minutes, are highlights. God, that, that scene with the two Batman. That said, yeah, Batman playing mind games with himself is my Oh, is that, is that yours? Yeah. Yeah, that one's really... I mean, you could pick any minute of this episode and you'd come up with a winner. Mm-hmm. Like, Flash getting uh, tricking Batman by making his own heartbeat look like a flat line yeah. by speeding it up so much. That's so cool. It's really cool. And, I mean, yeah, just just the, the framing, the, the, the filmmaking of the Batman and Batman conversation is so cool. I, I it's It's blocked out so well. I love it. I love it perfectly staged it's yeah it's it's one of those like i I feel like we get these very every so often these staging highlights with uh like the vandal savage wedding yeah where just like the juxtaposition of the two things is is really is really uh really fun just like a lot of fun creative energy went into writing this arc Mm -hmm. you know it feels like it was written by people who really wanted to get their hands on some injustice yeah in this in this run which i think this happened before injustice was a thing but like clearly there is uh enthusiasm for the concept of evil versions of our superheroes i mean bizarro superman has been around for however long right but this is somehow more because it's not that different from our regular superman Mm -hmm. yeah he's not dumber and or he's not yeah he's not more stupid he's not you know, insert any sort of reason why mirror image characters don't work. This is done well because it's just our heroes fighting. It, it is Superman, which is great after the events of tragedy. Yeah. And you know, that, that is always going to sell to me mm-hmm. like a good person being tempted toward bad because bad things have been happened to him. Like that's just a God. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm done praising this. Well, this arc. No, you're not. Uh, I, <laughs> I <laughs> liar. <laughs> I would say out. that. Uh, I mean, this is def. This definitely predates injustice by maybe eight years, something like that, give or take five, six, something. I don't know when injustice was first getting started, but mm-hmm. you know, this can't be the parallel f- timelines of 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 Superman stories for a long time, like yeah. Red Sun, right? Right. You know, they they they've done. All sorts of shit. Yeah, and and to to our listeners, do you know of any comics that you know existed before this that gives us the same sort of uh, Dark Justice League versus Light Justice League uh, setup? Because I would love to uh, know more about that. Yeah, but, yeah, 
Yeah. I want to see what happened to the Flash. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If if you know what happened to the Flash, call in. We don't have a number. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, like... We refuse to do research. Yeah. <laughs> I could do it, but I don't have time. I'm watching this show every week. Yeah, get off your asses, audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this is this is fun. Um, overall thoughts? Or have we pretty much summed it up? I, I think this is a contender for my favorite arc. Like, this is... This is extremely fun and good, and it just does a lot of character building for Batman, Flash, Lex Luthor, Superman. Uh, it give, gives me everything I want, and it's done well. I completely echo that. I, I have nothing else to add, aside from the fact that I will say, and this is what I was going to mention last episode, is that season two is crushing it. Season two is yeah. far superior to the first season in almost every way. There's just, there's some I mean there's there's some bangers in the first season. There are, but I I think of bad episodes in season two, and there's only really been one. That was the premiere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean it could it could change. We're only halfway through season two, but as it stands right now, I'm I'm saying this season is just crushing it, and I I loved the first season, fully anticipated that it would get worse after that one, but wow, I'm pleased to say. Well. Well, hold your hold your tongue because uh, next time we are going to have uh, a new arc Uh-oh. by the name of Eclipsed, and uh, it seems to, it seems to be a flash arc. Oh boy! Gary. <laughs> so uh, we'll see if it takes a sudden downturn or if we can keep the good times rolling. Well, let's let's hope for the best. But until we get to Eclipsed, where can people find you, Ben? They can find me uh, on the presidential bid running against Lex Luthor. Vote for me. Uh, but on my weekends, I'm still a podcaster for the Carton Cast. Uh, it's a podcast about old cartoons that I run with my brother. You can find it at fancybat.com slash cartoncast. I'm usually so deft with the delivery. <laughs> you you normally crush it. I don't, I don't, I don't have to edit that too often. But Thank you, sir. You are. Uh, where can people find you? Well, in a better world, uh, <laughs> I can be found. <laughs> I, I was doing some poetry slam snaps to that. <laughs> I can be found at the Wax Nostalgic Network. Uh, links for my show, his show, all the shows uh, are there. So uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will be back next week. Peace out. Goddamn creator. Thank you for listening to The Watchtower. To find out more about this show or any of our other shows, visit us on the web at www.waxnostalgicnetwork.com.